Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Baird here, host of Truth is Truth podcast. Uh, recording from my new studio um, that I put in my office at my home. Uh, kind of happy to be here. It makes it much easier to do. Maybe getting a little bit of an echo, but not too bad. So kind of, uh, if you're hearing this or you're going to listen to this, uh, let me know. Get me on uh, Truth is Truth. Let me know how it sounds and if you're okay with it. I'm sure that the uh, the editor will do a good job with it. Emily Mills, of course, is my editor. Does a great job. And, of course, my daughter is uh, the producer and the person that puts this out where it goes once Emily gets through editing it. So I'm uh, really pleased to have the crew I've got here. They do a really, really good job. And they're good friends. And, of course, my daughter is a great friend. But uh, just thankful and blessed to have those people. And as I move into this new office, uh, I've been kind of contemplating on a lot of things. And uh, it's eight twenty one twenty one as the date today as I'm recording at uh, about six thirty in the evening. Uh, since the studio is in my house, then it makes it a little easier for me to get here and do this. And I've been thinking about what I was going to do for the past few weeks on. This podcast, uh, due to the last one being the signs of the end times that we're seeing today, um, I was just praying and contemplating and uh, moving into the new office. And in that move, in uh, a bunch of paperwork uh, that I had uh, that had been stored away for a while, <laughs> as you'll see here in a minute when I give you the date, I, I ran across this paper that I wrote uh, as a lesson. Uh, for Sunday school, I think, and I, I don't remember. It's been too long, but uh, the title of it was Why I Think the World Should End from the World View. And I looked at that and I thought, wow, uh, boy, you know, you go from the biblical view of signs of the end times that we talked about and you go uh, to this title that I saw. And I noticed when I had written the notes on this, I wrote in my notes that uh, I found a song um uh, a rap song, I guess, that uh, went along uh, and had the same title as the title that I had chosen uh, for this lesson. And I, I wrote the note that uh, I felt like uh, God put that on my heart uh, because of being able to go to this song that, uh, from the world view. So I'm going to go back to uh, October 8th of 2014 um, when I was a much younger man and had hair more hair. I still have some hair. Uh, but I want to give you this uh, this lesson, and I'm going to be reading it and, and just going back. Uh, but I don't want to change it. I don't want to update it. I want to give it to you just as I had done back then. Uh, so please bear with me. Uh, welcome back to uh, Season 2, Episode 3, 6, 7. I don't know where we're at uh, right now, but I'll figure it out, and I'll, I'll let you know. Um but we're recording another one. Uh, this is my one that's supposed to be due out uh, in August. So 
We're getting to the end of August, so I need to get busy. Why I think the world should end from the worldview. And I'll try not to take up too much of your time because I'm going to hit you pretty hard. You will probably feel like you have been here all day, but it will just take a few minutes, which is not true, uh, by the way. But we are going to glide through many years of past, present, and future. Please clear your minds of the outside world for just a few moments and listen to what God has given us today. Before I start, I want you to know that I care greatly for everyone, either by direct contact with you or by association with those that I love and care about. Uh, The Bible says that we are to love everyone, and I've had this discussion before. It doesn't say we have to like everyone. It says we have to love everyone. And I do. I care about everybody. I want to help in any way I can, uh, anybody I can. But there's some people I just don't want to go out to dinner with. And I think you can feel my pain in that and understand where I'm coming from. But I'm guilty today before you all of many things that I will bring to you. I stand guilty before God and you as a people. I'm in no way capable of giving a message to you, but by the grace of God and his guidance, I will attempt to bring you the truth given, not by me, but by God. I am by self-acclamation the chief of sinners, wretched and broken, only by the salvation given to me by my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the grace and mercy of God Almighty am I able to be before you and claim my existence. This will not be a fuzzy feeling emotional love fest of God's word, but it will be painful and glorious truth of our place here and our place in eternity. We will all live in eternity somewhere in God's design. With that said, let me introduce you to my world, our world, and in the conclusion, the end of what we see, hear, and feel on this earth. From Prince EA, why I think the world should end. The world is coming to an end. The air is polluted, the oceans contaminated, the animals are going extinct, the economies have collapsed, education is shot, intelligence is shunned, and ignorance rewarded. This is the first group of sentences in the lyrics from this worldly point of view in this man. His name is derived from Sumerian mythology, the Prince of Earth. He is considered a rapper. I was curious when I saw this and the national media attention it has received, and my thoughts were scattered as I read through it. But then I started to grasp the context and was somewhat moved by it. So in my unique way, <laughs> I started to break this down to grasp and understand how this relates to life, the world, and the kingdom. This could have easily stopped at the first comma of the world is coming to an end. This would have been a complete, true, and final statement that would have been mentally satisfying for me, but spiritually terrifying also. But it didn't stop there. Let me read this whole thing, and then we will break it down. I am by no means an authority on the entire word of God and his great knowledge, but he has given to me to teach, and in that given me the ability to apply my own personality to his word. I choose to teach in a way that is called life application, and although that is not unique, it is the way given to me, so I will continue in that manner of conveyance. Continuing on through the song. The people are depressed and angry. We can't live with each other, and we can't live with ourselves. So everyone's medicated. We pass each other on the streets, and if we do speak, it's meaningless robotic communication. 
More people want 15 seconds of fame than a lifetime of meaning and purpose. Because what's popular is more important than what's right. Ratings are more important than the truth. Our government builds twice as many prisons and schools. It's easier to find a Big Mac than an apple. And when you find the apple, it's been genetically processed and modified. Presidents lie. Politicians trick us. Race is still an issue, and so is religion. Your God doesn't exist. My God does, and he is all-loving. If you disagree with me, I will kill you, or even worse, argue you to death. 92% of the songs on the radio are about sex. Kids don't play tag. They play torque videos. The average person watches five hours of television a day, and it's more violence on the screen than ever before. Technology has given us everything we could ever want, and at the same time, stolen everything we really need. Pride is at an all-time high, humility an all-time low. Everybody knows everything. Everybody's going somewhere, ignoring someone, blaming somebody. Not many human beings left anymore, a lot of human doings. Plenty of human lingerings in the past, not many human beings. Money is still the root of all evil. Yet we tell our kids don't get that degree. The jobs don't pay enough. Good deeds are only done when there's a profit margin. Videos of the misfortunes of others go viral. We laugh and share them with our friends to laugh with us. Our role models today, 60 years ago, would have been examples of what not to be. There are states where people can legally be discriminated against because they were born a certain way. Companies invest millions of dollars hiring specialists to make little girls feel like they need makeup to be beautiful, permanently lowering their self-esteem because they will never be pretty enough to meet those impossible standards. Corporations tell us, buy, 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 get this, get that. You must keep up, you must fit in. This will make you happy, but it never does for long. So what can we do in the face of all this madness and chaos? What is the solution? We can love. Not the love you hear in your favorite song on the radio. I mean real love, true love, boundless love. You can love, love each other from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. Perform an act of kindness because that is contagious. We can be mindful during every interaction. Planting seeds of goodness, showing a little more compassion than usual. We can forgive because 300 years from now, will that grudge you hold against your friend, your mother, your father have been worth it? Instead of trying to change others, we can change ourselves. We can change our hearts. We have been sold lies, brainwashed by our leaders and those we trust to not recognize our brothers and sisters and to exhibit anger, hatred, cruelty. But once we truly love, we will meet anger with sympathy, hatred with compassion, cruelty with kindness. Love is the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth. Robert Kennedy once said that few will have the greatness to bend history. But each of us can work to change a small portion of events. And in the total of all those acts will be written the history of a generation. So yes, this world is coming to an end. And the path towards a new beginning starts within you. If you have a Bible, you might want to turn to Proverbs chapter 1. And if you don't, that's fine. I'm going to read some of the verses. But really this whole chapter needs to be read. And and I won't take up your time doing that. Um, because I know I just took up some good time in doing the, uh, the little poem, but I'll get as many in as I can. 
But there are many truths in this poem, if you will. Let me call it that. The air is polluted and the oceans are contaminated. The animals are going extinct in the world vision. The economy has definitely collapsed. Education is not only shot, it has been utterly destroyed and void of all principle in which it was given. Some police are corrupt, as are many human beings. Intelligence is shunned or at least hidden from view. And ignorance is rewarded, supported, and desired for control purposes. These are all truths and even discussed and brought forward in many scriptures from the the day sin entered into the creation, the world has been in a state of decline and decay. Men have fallen into the grasp of the world and, and all it contains. We have been dumbed down and of our own doing, which answers the reason for the collapse of the world system as it was set up from creation. Education used to look toward scripture for guidance. Now it is shunned, despised, and in many cases hated. We have been born ignorance through the decay of education, not teaching the things of truth, but speaking lies and guiding our youth away from what is moral and right and replacing it with false history and man-made objectives. Proverbs 1 states these principles clearly. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. This is a painful reminder of where we have been. And now where we are. And again, please read the rest of the chapter when you have time. We are depressed and angry. Even longtime Christians, I hear many times how bad it is here and how there's no hope for us or our culture and country. We tolerate that which is evil and wrong-sided until we take a pill to find solace. We have taken our hope from God's word and thrown it into the world's way. We do not take God and his world into our hearts and minds, knowing that he is in control and has been from the time before creation, and he will be there for eternity and beyond. We do not love as we are loved. We do not care for others as we are cared for. We have become mindless and heartless beings who love this world more than we love the creator. It is desired to be liked or common more than uncommon to this world. We want to fit the mold instead of living our lives by truth and instruction. We want people to like us for what we are not. We build more prisons and schools because we do not understand the bounds of justice and discipline for those who would bring evil upon others. We give rights to those who are oppressing and take rights and protections away from those who are being oppressed. We have those of self-acclaimed cloth who call themselves reverends who make their fortunes and wealth off the backs of those they hold down and disallow to progress and forgive and move forward in making the pursuit of their own free lives. Lives that are not based on race but based on equality given by the Creator. Evil men that they are. They are allowed to oppress those who claim oppression. God's way is not oppression, it is freedom. We pick up the paper, listen to the radio, watch TV, 
and are pounded by so-called racial divide. There is no race in God's creation. Race is given definition by man. We are all of one race, one creation. We have developed different cultures due to sin and the outcome of that and that alone. This is not of God. It is of man. Shame on us for allowing ourselves to be dragged into this mindset. God has no view of color of skin. God only views the heart and whom that heart belongs to. This world and leaderships are based upon lies and self-agendized values. Money, greed, power, and the rule over those who claim ignorance because it is easier. Those who claim a God other than the one and only true living God are fools. I have a newsflash for them. My God does exist. My God is alive. My God is a jealous God who is all-loving, but he will bring destruction upon those who will mislead because of his love for us, but hate for the sin we choose. Of course, the songs and programs we hear and see today and yesterday are those things of the world and those desires of the evil. That is what we want. We want our lives to be entertained so that we can have an excuse for those things of evil that we do. People are full of pride. Satan is full of pride. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. These six things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him. Proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and that he that soweth discord among brethren. We cannot allow this arrogance and pride blind us of who God created us to be. Pride impedes our relationship with Christ and hinders our hearts from gaining wisdom, knowledge, and instruction from God and his word. We wander this life sowing trees that have no fruit. We have fallen into the hands of the world. We would rather live in silence than proclaim what is right and true so that we can be unhindered and left alone in this world. We take no claim to who we really are. We do not fight for what is right. We are guilty of allowing this world to get away from the guidance of God. In our pride and arrogance, we cannot be wrong. There's always something else or someone else to blame. We do not take the responsibility and the accountability to ourselves. Someone else caused it. Something else made it happen. We have no reason but many excuses. We would rather put it on something or someone else as long as it is not us. I think back to the saying that went around for a while, the devil made me do it. Satan got blamed for a lot of stuff that we did on our own because of our pride and arrogance. He was the father of pride. We didn't have to choose to go that way. Money is still mostly used for evil and obtained in improper ways. Some earn it deservingly and use it wisely and help others with it. But that is the minority. We allow ourselves to get caught up in amusing ourselves in the pain and folly of others. This allows us to sustain and reason that we are okay because someone else is hurting worse than us or behaving more evil than we have been caught doing. Sad but true. Our role models today and our heroes are mostly examples of what we are not to be. Most of them are sports figures, actors, or people of ill report. Most are thugs and criminals, including our political leaders. We have lowered our standards, so we have lower expectations to model. I am not sure if 60 years goes back far enough for this decline. 
We tend to look up and want to emulate those who do not meet their moral standard of role model or hero. I can remember when God and Jesus Christ was our hero. He is still mine today. Next to that is my father and my mother. I have made many mistakes in my life, but God and dad and mom forgive me for each and every time. My wife is my best human friend and a dog was next to that. Go figure. I lift my children up in prayer as often as I pray, along with others who need God's hand in their lives. I do not discriminate against anyone, but I do not like many things I see today. We have grown so far away from what we were created for that I'm wondering why God puts up with us. I know I have been a great disappointment. We base much on beauty and youth, disregarding those who have true hearts of love and kindness. Respect of a person does not exist for most. We belittle and curse those who are older or different. We must think that God made mistakes. We burden ourselves to the slavery of material things. We think that this world owes us something. We depend on the few to support the many. We take, but do not give back. We allow ourselves to take that which we do not deserve, cheating those that really need the help. We do it all under the pretense of being needy when it is really being lazy. I sit in the parking lot of where I work and watch people who are supposed to start work at a predetermined time and saw many coming in five minutes and more late. This is not an odd happening. It is an everyday habit. We not only cheat ourselves in this, we cheat others. We have no respect for a job that is given. We do not give our best to those who are put in authority over us. We disrespect God when we do this. The poem I read goes on to give this man's answer on how to face this madness and chaos. He gives what he calls the solution. He claims love, not love we hear in songs, but real love, true love, boundless love. Performing acts of kindness, planting seeds of goodness, we can forgive because 300 years from now, will that grudge be worth it? Showing more compassion than usual. And this is all true and good. It's a start. He claims that we've been sold lies and brainwashed by our leaders. But love is the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth. And this is pretty powerful stuff. It has a lot of truth in it. John thirteen thirteen, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. The charity here is love. Not worldly love, but godly love. Love that is unsurpassed, life-giving love, a love that allows you to give up your life for another, the love that Jesus had for us, the love that willingly led him to the cross, the love that he had for us, that he willingly gave up his earthly life, that we might live. He suffered pain and torture that we could not, cannot, and will not have to suffer because he paid that price. That is the life-changing love. And it's so simple and true. It was God's answer to where he knew we would go and be. God in his infinite wisdom and his knowledge of past, present, and future gave us the out. He is not surprised by our failures. He has seen them. So where do we go from here? Is the world coming to an end? Let's go from the beginning. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created. All creation is of God and belongs to God. From this point forward, it is not ours, but God's. 
This is the first thing we must know. This one truth establishes all else in existence. And all God created was good. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So sin entered into the world through Satan and his guiles through Adam. Decay, death, and destruction came with this sin. They were guilty of it, and we are all guilty of it. They were naked and knew it not until their eyes were opened to sin and guilt. The innocence of perfection and the relationship with God were crippled. God cannot look upon sin. In all his righteousness, holiness, and yes, even that love we cannot comprehend, he cannot accept us as we are as sinners. But here's the hope. Our God of love for his creation would not leave us hopeless. So we have the beginning and we have the interior meat of the story. And where does it go from here? God created without sin. Sin entered into the world through a fallen angel in Adam. We are the kindred of Adam. So with that blood we are sin and sinful by choice. The Bible is clear. This world, this earth will be destroyed. Isaiah 65 verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. 2 Peter 3 verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Revelation 21 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So do I think this world is coming to an end? Yes, that is for certain. Why? Because the God that created it says so. Not because of a failing economy, not because of global warming, not because of some uh, illness or disease that's going to go around. The earth is going to pass away because it is his. And in that understand, we are his. And no matter what you think or how highly we think of ourselves, we are his to do with what he pleases. But as I said before, there's hope for all of humanity. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The sad and shocking truth from the same word that we find forgiveness, we find the death, spoken of Romans in 6.23, eternal death, dying over and over in pain and suffering forever. I can't and won't sugarcoat it because it is vital that you know the truth. The same revelation that speaks of the new beginning speaks of the painful end forever. Listen to me, folks. This is real. It is serious. It's from God. Revelation 20, verses 10 through 15. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. 
And I saw a great white throne in him that sat on it. For those who faced the earth and the heaven fled away, and there were found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is the painful truth. I am deeply saddened by it, but we have the hope given to us also. We just have to believe it and accept it. Our Creator, our loving God, gave us an out. For He loved the world, you and me, so much that He manifested Himself in the flesh, stepped down from His glory, came to this earth, and became the sacrifice for our sin. It took a man our God in the flesh, a man without sin to be the go-between for us. God cannot even look upon sin, but Jesus Christ, our sacrifice, my hero, steps between us and says to the Father, I took the burden for this creation and took that punishment so you would not see Brian without seeing me. I gave my life for him as his sacrifice I am covering him so that you do not see Brian, but you see me in him. He is mine. I, we, who believe, are given a pass, a do-over. And with that do-over, we obtain eternal life with our God, our Savior, our example, our friend, our sacrifice, and our salvation in a new heaven and a new earth and a new life that lasts for eternity and beyond. Praise God. I conclude my going back to the last sentence of this worldly poem to come to agreement with it in the end. So yes, this world is coming to an end and the path toward a new beginning starts within you, right here, right now. That was the end of that lesson. I know that was probably long. But I want to hear, say here now that back in October 8th of 2014, and this was not too long after my, my canine Ruger died of cancer. Um, but in that, I find the lesson that I just did, the signs of the end times being more prominent today than it was then. I see more things happening today quicker, uh, more insanely, um, I guess more dense uh, in how they're happening and in the, the time that they are happening than I did back then, even though this uh, rapper that wrote this poem or song or rap song, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. Uh, some of the words were truth. But in writing that back then, he saw this today. He saw some things that were going on um, in our leadership, in the lies, in the economy, 
in 2014. So everything happens in God's time. We can't rush it. We don't have an option. We can't make it slow down. It's going to happen in God's time. What we can do is we can pray. We can tell the truth. We can tell people about Christ. And we can love people and care about people. And do what we can while we are here. So with that said, I'm going to close. I know I'm in season two, I think, somewhere. Um, And again, I'll correct that later. But uh, for now, I wanted to get this uh, podcast out to you because I'm due one um, in this month, and I want to make sure I get them out. Uh, Don't want to rush them. want to make sure I I hit the things that God gives me to hit. But again, this... uh, This old lesson from 2014, God put on my heart to find it evidently. Uh, And I don't believe that there's anything that's done in coincidence. I think everything is done in God's time and its place. So with that said, uh, thank you for listening. I hope I was a blessing to you today. I hope God continues to use me to bring these things to you. But be of good cheer. Keep looking up. Because our Lord is returning soon. Praise God. Have a good day, all. God bless.